Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 155 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is dealing with change. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the change junkie, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? <laughs> the change junkie. I'm the one that's always fighting change. I know. <laughs> I'm like, no! Let's not do that. That scares me. <laughs> um, how am I today? I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit stressed. Do you want to know why I'm stressed? I do. I do. I'm worried about you. <laughs> let me let me go into some work stuff I've been dealing all this week. Okay. Uh, I do have some good news. Do you remember a London love story, the Kindle Vela serial that Miranda McLeod and I have been working on? That's been behind a American paywall. Yes. Yes. Well, it is no longer behind an American paywall because that is now available as an ebook. And a paperback on Amazon. So, people outside of America, if you've been dying, dying to read uh, our London love story, uh, it is now available, so you can read it. Um, Want to hear a funny story about a London love story? I'm ready to laugh. So, we all know, like, the regular listeners know how shy I am about, like, sex scenes. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go a, a slightly... When you've written, like, what, 30-something stories, you, you have to, like, keep up in your game when it comes to sex scenes. So we decided one of our characters would be um, into a BDSM. So we were gearing up to uh, have this BDSM episode go live on Kindle Vela in about 10 days before... We, like, we had already written the scene, but it hadn't gone live yet. But about 10 days before that, Miranda was like, Hey, guess what? My mom is a really big fan of this series. And I was like, oh, that's, what? Wait. And I was like, and my first thought was, oh, shit, your mom's going to read BDSM I wrote. (laughs) So, yeah, that was kind of like, I've always just kind of like acted like, it's like with this podcast where I'm like, I just pretend no one listens. I also pretend no one reads my sex scenes because otherwise it just makes it uncomfortable for me. And now I need to come up with every excuse in the book to never be around Mrs. McLeod ever again. Yes, I'm sure. Because I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a particularly close relationship? I mean, you know, is she going to wonder as she walks in a room, you walk out? Well, I mean, as you know, Miranda and I um have known each other since childhood. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> I've interacted with her mom. <laughs> You're just going to have to brazen it out, TB, and uh, style it out and just act like... I'm the BDS- BDSM queen. It's not something I ever thought I would have to say to a friend's mom. Never, never crossed my mind that I would have this professional problem. Also during this time, we are in the process of launching the iHeart Sapphic Pride Collection that has eight books involved. Um, this is the one we've been talking about that the website uh, Miranda and I run is spearheading and it's to celebrate pride. And so all the books are supposed to go up for pre-order on May 1. But it seems like Amazon has changed some stuff. Because remember when we uploaded, like, the Village Romance series? And we just had to write the Village Romance series and the book number? And they all kind of linked? Yes. I'm thinking it's not so simple now. (laughs) So 
that's causing another wrinkle. So we're trying to like figure out things because we're recording this on April 26th. May 1st is coming up rapidly. So we're trying to figure out all the stuff we need to do. So all the books will be available for pre-order. All eight books will be available for pre-order in May. And then they all go live on June 1 to start Pride Month. A lot of us are doing um, donating a portion of the pre-order royalties, the charity. Miranda and I are giving to two charities. We're going to give to the Matthew, Matthew Shepard Foundation. And we're also going to donate to an organization helping LGBTQ peeps in Ukraine. Oh, excellent. So the people who do purchase the pre-order will be helping charities. But I have to say with this uh, collection... There's a, uh, seven fantastic authors involved, and um, as listeners know, not only am I really shy about sex scenes, I'm also, I, got, I always suffer from imposter syndrome, so every time I have to like rally to like send the email, because I'm one of the organizers, uh, I've been trying to overcome my imposter syndrome every time. It's been stressful. Mm. It's been stressful. Mm. So I'm launching A London Love Story, the ebook. I'm launching the I Heart Sapphic Pride Collection, and... Just because that's not enough, Miranda and I, who have been running iHeartLesfic, the website dedicated to sapphic fiction, we are in the process of a rebranding at the website. I've mentioned earlier this year that I wanted to start using the word sapphic more to be more inclusive. So we decided at the time when I said that on the podcast, I didn't know I would actually be renaming the website. I knew soon after that, but I was holding back before we can do it. Um, I knew soon after that that we would have to make the change to be more inclusive um, because there are people who were emailing uh, saying they didn't feel like they were allowed to submit books and that was never our intention to uh, not allow people who are sapphic trans or intersex or non-binary so we wanted to come up with a term to be more inclusive because I don't want to be that person that doesn't allow people. <laughs> I am a very nice person. We have renamed it to iHeartSafic. So that's S-A-P-P-H-F-I-C. We've blended sapphic and fiction together, kind of like how lesbic became a thing. So we're in the process of all that, and man, it's like whack-a-mole right now because every time like I do a post, because we do like three or four regular posts on the website, I'm like, oh, shoot, this graphic that has the wrong logo. Oh, shoot, this has the wrong name. So it's just going to be cut. Remember when I had to change my bio like two years ago and I kept finding like the old bios? Now this is, I'm like, is this whack-a-mole? Yes. Whack-a-mole. I, I imagine, yes. You've had a fun week. You need a massage to It's been like several, <laughs> yeah, it's been like several weeks of this. And then, but, but on the good end, there is some goodness. The weather is improving somewhat in Massachusetts, and that means I've been able to go out for a hike a couple times a week. So where it's the, the leaves aren't fully on the trees, but you can see them. And I can now, when I look out my window, instead of just seeing the brown limbs of trees, I can see little flashes of green. So there's hope. I love spring. I love hope. So that's what's going on here. How about you? Well, I have just landed today from Jamaica. So uh, I have spent the last 10 days in uh, the Caribbean sunshine and a little bit of Caribbean rain or liquid sunshine, as they say, on the island. But mainly it was blue skies, a few clouds, a little bit of rain, but always uh, hot. Yeah, we had a gorgeous wedding, um, spent time with family, made some new friends, drank some cocktails, ate some nice food. All in all, 
it was uh, it was it was pretty good. And uh, one one very good thing that happened was that so my niece that got married, she and her now husband, they were allocated one of the honeymoon bungalows, waterside, ocean view. But you're not allowed to have children in those bungalows, and they've got two kids. So for some reason, my wife and I were allocated the honeymoon bungalow ocean view <laughs> so we got a really lovely room <laughs> with a lovely balcony how come you didn't take the kids we did look after the little one because she's got a three month old uh, we did look after the little one on the wedding day while she was getting ready but that was a nice bonus because we didn't expect that um and i don't know don't ask me how we got it uh, all my brothers and sisters were very jealous is it because you were like were you were the master of ceremony or whatever? Was that what it was called? Yes, I was. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was just pure luck. Maybe I smiled nicely at the lady on reception. Who knows? So yes, and the emceeing went well. And, um, and how many times do you think I got asked, do I do this professionally? Seven. Well, that's over-egging the pudding, TB. I, I think it was four, four. So, but a lot of people came up to me and um, said I did a good job. So that's nice. It's always nice to get good feedback, isn't it? Yes, yes, and I'm just going to tell everyone seven now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had a nice time. It was a, it was a nice break and a, ne a much needed break uh, for reasons of which I'll go into uh, when we come to the main topic of change. In work news, I so because there's been a lot of stuff going on in the background, which I said I will get around to um, regaling um, listeners with. I my work has been uh, stop start stuttering over. The, the previous, uh, sorry, over the couple of weeks up leading up to the holiday. So um, I I hadn't quite finished the new book, getting it to the editor uh, before I went away, but I did it on, um, I knew, I worked on the plane over there. It's a nine hour flight and I worked for seven hours on the plane. So I did a lot of work on the plane. And then I had about three hours left. So I sent it to my editor on Sunday morning and we landed in Jamaica on Friday night. So that was good. So I sat on my lovely balcony overlooking the, the ocean and sent the book. So that's done. So that was good. Hello, Gray. She just headbutted the microphone. And the audiobook of Change Your Heart, again, that got delayed. So um, I just need to finish listening to the last two hours. But I'm determined to get it up in May. So um, and I'm looking forward to everyone listening to that because it's brilliant. Um, and what else? On, on holiday, I read two great books. So that's a nice thing about being away on holiday, right? You lie by by the ocean or by a pool and read a book. So I read Josie Silver's One Night on the Island, which I loved. I read her, it's a straight rom-com, but she is fantastic. And I read her first book. It was called One Night, One Day in December. And I quite liked it. Um, I, I, I loved the way she deals with all the feels. You know, like people always say all the feels. She really does it well. But her new book, One Night on the Island, took it to to the next level and then the next level and then the next level it was great if you like a if you like a straight rom-com i would recommend that just to see how somebody does this sort of book brilliantly um just sit back and admire the writing and the comedy i also managed to read marion key's latest grown-ups remember they took it away from me at the library and i was sad so my wife decided she'd like to read it on on holiday so we bought a copy at the airport and she, my wife read it by the pool and then i've got about 50 pages left it's a 650 page book so it's a thick old book wait her books aren't usually that long are they i don't know i think they're bigger That's than a long one for a romance wait is it a romance or is it a women's fiction it's not no it's not a romance yeah women's fiction so but it's a long one for the genre yes it is 
So, um, and you don't really know that, do you? When you get it from the library, you get it on a Kindle, you don't, you, you, you don't know how big it is. But yeah, it, it's quite a big one to, to hold in your hand as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of pages. That's what's been going on with me over the last couple of weeks. I probably would have had to take a break, what with everything uh, from the podcast, what with everything going on as well. But um, we'd already we'd already booked this out, hadn't we? Because I was going away. So, uh, word on us. On the large book reading thing, since I love Brandon Sanderson and I love his covers, I did buy the hardcover of her of the latest book in the Stormlight archive. Mm. And then I got it home and I was like, that's going to look pretty on the shelf. I'm never going to read it. I'm going to have to get the paperback version <laughs> because it's too fucking heavy. It's massive. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I like to read when I lay down. Yeah, I yeah. was like trying to picture how many times I'd give myself a black eye or bloody nose. That's why I love Kindles, right? Because I love I love reading in bed. Love it. Or in bed or on a sunbed. As long as there's a bed involved, I'm there. So um, I, I'm not really one to sit on the sofa and read. I, I don't like a heavy book. So this Marion Keys book, it tested my tiny little hands. <laughs> it tested Did you my... count it as a workout? It, it tested my wrist strength, TB. And I have to apologize. Uh, Grace decided that she is just going to camp out right by the microphone she and does. she won't move. She keeps um, headbutting the mic, which is quite funny. So if you have been hearing some sort of muffles, it's uh, TB's cat headbutting her. But she scares me, so she gets her way. But anyways, <laughs> should I move on the comments? Do it. All right. First up, we have a comment from Robin who said, I'm getting ready to start reading Mutual Benefits by H.P. Monroe after y'all recommended it on the podcast. So... I guess our recommendations help, and also, does that mean HP owes me a beer at some point? Definitely, definitely. Okay. But she, she's good for it. We're, we're we're good mates. She's good for it. Uh, also, great choice. I know know you'll enjoy it. Yes. So okay. So up next, we have a comment from Lucy Bexley, a fellow sapphic author. Lucy said, "Trying to figure out ISBNs, barcodes, and Ingram Spark." To quote TB, "I'm feeling very upsetty spaghetti about it all. <laughs> I love that upsetty spaghetti. It is becoming a thing. Now, I, we should give credit. It was this was a listener who said. I think it was her son who said that. But um, I don't know. Is it really an asshole move if I take credit for upsetty spaghetti because it just makes me smile? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Um, and yeah, well, I feel your pain, Lucy. Dealing with Ingram Spark, while worth it in the end, uh, <laughs> is always a little bit um, painful. This is why I haven't dealt with Ingram Spark yet because, like, I can barely manage what I'm doing already. I mm. can't add. I can't add to it. But anyways, moving on. We have Megan who said, "I finished." I just finished binging the episodes, and I have to say the two of you put a smile on my face every time I listen. I'm not a writer, just a reader, but I love learning about the ins and outs of writing and publishing a book. My question for the podcast is, have you ever considered pitching one of your books or series as a movie or TV series? And then Megan says, thank you for all you do. Keep up the good work. So, Claire, I'm going to put you on the spot on this one. Have you ever... uh, Try to hawk your stories to Hollywood. Well, it's funny you should say this because uh, one of the guests at my niece's wedding in Jamaica works as a film production in a film production company, and so we were discussing what it would take to get one of my books made into a into a movie. So yeah, I just did it on holiday. Always working, TV. Always on. <laughs> um, and he did was... you make an official pitch? Well, no. Um, you know. There was there was a lot of uh, rum cocktails involved, so. Uh, but 
he was very it was very interesting talking to him about the process of and how it works he's like a finance guy so he uh, he gets the backing so he was just heading off to Cannes uh, next month or this month now to put more finances in place for movies but he deals with big name actors it was interesting to learn how it works I think if you were going to pitch it you'd have to write according to him you'd have to write the script and then try and get a lead actor on board somebody who who would then that would then get the backers involved so that's the way you go about it so he said come to me come back to me when you've got a uh, when you've got a script because he said have you got the story I said yeah 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 we could just use one of my books he said okay he was he was saying that they were trying to get a lesbian romance green lighted but it's um stalled uh, the, I, I guess the the answer is no I haven't done it officially uh, but I have had chats like that one with other people I know who who do make movies as well so um you know it wouldn't be something I would uh, rule out obviously it's like everyone would love to have one of their books uh, put on the big screen but what I know about it is that it's a, such a different process to uh, to writing a book which is a very solo solitary uh, endeavor whereas uh, making a movie is very much a collaborative effort and it takes a lot of time I haven't even thought about it all right we have a comment from Mike who said I see you are going on a break good for you so thanks Mike I always appreciate it when people are excited that we have a break because sometimes I'm always like oh are people gonna forget about us but apparently people want us to be rested so it's nice so thank you Mike Yes, I think those are all the comments on my end. Do you have comments on your end? Yes, I think building in these regular breaks is a is a good idea for both of us, uh, just to give us a a break. And it just means when we go away on holiday, we don't have to um, record before, which is what we did for the first year or two. Um, I do have a comment talking of uh, movies. Uh, Stacy says I was just listening to Lesbians Who Write podcast and heard you reference the Christmas Hallmark movie, and I just learned there will be another lesbian Hallmark movie that makes its debut here in the states this Saturday, and it's called Love Classified. Um, I can't wait. Now, obviously, this was a, while, a little while ago, so I I did see some Twitter activity on this. Did you happen to catch it? I have not. I missed this one. So they gave us two movies. Right. Two Hallmark movies. Wow, we're on a roll, people. We're on a roll. Yes, we've got a whole two now, so that's it. We don't need any more, do we? <laughs> no, that's the max. All right, well, that's exciting, though. Maybe maybe, maybe things are changing for the good, considering we're, you know, our episode topic is about change. Yeah. Let's, let's try to stay positive. Yes, All right, so definitely. we have some Bias to Coffee news. Mm. First up, we um, Megan Bias to Coffee, so thank you very much, Megan. And second, while you were gone, I dealt a lot with Bias of Coffee. <laughs> I mean, a lot. There was a lot of back and forth with the Bias of Coffee people. After asking several times in many different ways of like, are you absolutely sure if I take the money that's in our bank account for the podcast that it's not going to go through people's accounts? It's already gone through their accounts. And I was reassured about 50 different ways. So the movie, the movie. I've got movies on my mind now. The money has been moved. I really hope the Bias of Coffee people did not lie to me, and I really hope none of the charges were a surprise to you. Okay. So, but yes, thanks to everyone who bought us coffee. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And um, today especially, I really need coffee because, uh, again, as I said, two hours sleep in 30 hours, uh, TB. I'm doing well, aren't I? Running on fumes. But yes, and I, I keep looking at my hair as well. I've just had a shower, got out, didn't put any product on it. And uh, I need a haircut and it's um, very flat on the Skype thing. But anyway, that's that's a by the by, isn't it? Wait, when you're just staying home, do you put product in your hair? I do. 
something I didn't know about you. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. people will not be surprised to hear that I do not. <laughs> I mean, not every time, but I'd like I like to give a little bit of oomph because I've got very thin sort of hair that doesn't do much if I don't do anything to it. So when you shower <laughs> and you know absolutely that you are not leaving your 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 house at all, you still put product in your hair. Yeah, not all the time, but yes, sometimes, probably at least fifty percent of the time. Why? Because I want to. Because for me, for me, because <laughs> it makes me sad if my hair's How flat. How you look in the mirror? Oh, quite a lot. I do. I've got you know, <laughs> me and mirrors. We're friends. Really, I never, I never look in mirrors. So that was like a, a lot of times. Like we call it the the are you okay check because when we're at the door, when we're like leaving the house, like since I do not look in the mirror when I'm getting ready to leave, um, the partner has to be like, uh, I think it's a hat day. Or okay, you're you're okay today, but I don't know. She has to tell me because I don't look. Well, let's just put it this way. Um, quite often, if I go to the uh, bathroom and I'm a while, uh, if I'm out with my wife, and then I I, I uh, no no no, this is not going there. Um, if I'm a while, <laughs> I come out, and my wife's first question is, did they have a long mirror in the bathroom? Really? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> I always stop in mirrors and I always like, you know, check my hair and, you know, everything. And I, I just like looking in mirrors. So, I don't know what it says about me. <laughs> so all the time I thought you were just going poop, you were just looking in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, crashing on, crashing on <laughs> to today's topic, which is dealing with change. Now, uh, TB, you suggested this one. Um, so do you want to take it away? I will give the reasons why I suggested this one and then uh, I know you have a lot to say as well but I suggested this topic for a few reasons the big one though is involving the change of iHeartLesfic to iHeartSafic I was extremely nervous to make this uh, rebranding announcement on IHL I mean I was really 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 nervous about it because not everyone likes change and not everyone likes using a term like sapphic over lesbian so uh, it was one of those it was one of those days listeners know regular listeners know like when I'm publishing a new book I'm usually on the phone with uh, Miranda who has to tell me like you know hit that publish button hit it hit it hit it and it, it takes a while so we were doing this when I was publishing this uh, rebranding announcement why did I do it if I was so nervous I truly believe the change for I heart sapphic is extremely important especially given the rise of hate and proposed laws. Some have passed in the U.S., like Florida's Don't Say Gay law. A lot of this hate and these laws are targeting uh, the LGBTQ community, and I feel it's important to voice my support to everyone on the rainbow spectrum, and we need to support each other and stand together to combat all this hatred that's coming our way. And these laws, they're multiplying like nefarious weeds that are trying to tear down the foundation that we've built over the past couple of decades. And the thing is, the percentage of people supporting these hateful laws, or just hate in general, are in the minority. They're just louder. All of us should start banding together to drown out the haters, and we have to work together instead of attacking each other. So that was my first reason for proposing making this change to embrace a more inclusive term any thoughts on that um no I, I didn't know you were going to do it um it was a surprise to me but i'm i'm 100 behind you i don't have any 
issues with using the word sapphic over the word lesbian. I, I identify as a lesbian. I still use the word lesbian, but I'm okay with using sapphic as well. I don't, I don't understand the whole. I mean, I don't understand the whole lesbian erasure uh, argument um, that you know by using sapphic lesbians are erased. I, I'm not. I like language. I, I'm very happy to use all multitude of words, and language has always changed. That's another thing, right? Change uh, happens to language all the time. Words can mean one thing and then um, morph into another. And I know that sapphic is, um, it's one of those words, actually, you know, I think I've said to you um, in the past sort of 50 episodes or so, do people know it, know it enough? I, I'm really pleased that it's getting more and more out there in the world and people are starting to use it. Yeah, it's, and it's a fun word. So yeah, I, and as I said in my statement on the website, like, I identify as a lesbian. There is nothing wrong with the word as a lesbian. I, I'm not, we're not changing, well, at least I don't think we're changing our podcast name. We haven't talked about so, yeah. it. No. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the term. I just want to include everyone. Yeah. It might, but my second reason for uh, suggesting this topic is because it's something I'm constantly working on uh, as a writer. I had to conquer some fear on this one. I hate having people get mad at me. <laughs> I think it goes back to childhood and I was always in trouble for something. So I always I always have this fear when I make a change or something like that, that people are going to be very angry with me. And there are some people who are unhappy. There are. And I apologize. I, I never want to upset people. That, was, that wasn't my goal. But um, like I said in my intro, I strongly believe in showing support so I, even though I knew some people were going to be unhappy, I still had to conquer that fear of making people unhappy and stand by what I believe. So change is scary. It's really scary. And it's something that we all have to deal with constantly. And like you said, words do evolve over time because a lot of people um, are now embracing the word queer. And when we were growing up, that with that word was spoken in our presence that meant we we're about ready to get hit in the face yes so um so yeah words evolve and we have to accept that and we have to gonna use my favorite word pivot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've i remember um uh, when i was at university um i can't remember what it was i think it was queer theory there was a there was a module i studied uh in sociology in my postgraduate diploma called Queer Theory, and I loved it because I loved the reclaiming of the word. Because, like you say, when we were growing up, it was a uh, it was an it was an insult hurled at people, and obviously, way back when, it just meant you were feeling a bit off colour, right? Words just change all the time, and you know, my sister still uses it in that in that term, which always amuses me when she does. But you know, <laughs> she's stuck in the 1950s, so you know, there you go. Some people are, aren't they? Yes, yes. How old is your sister? Yeah, not not that old. So. <laughs> okay, of course she just watched maybe a lot of 1950s. I think she watches something. a lot. Yeah, I think she she does like a black and white afternoon movie. So yeah. Everyone has their thing. Yes. Everyone. So yes. But my my third reason for proposing this topic was the surprise that because I as I mentioned I was very fearful to make this announcement. And I knew it would upset people, and I had to conquer the fear of upsetting people. I was surprised by all the lovely messages of support. Those messages far outweighed the negative ones. And um, I am trying to make a change myself by instead of focusing on the negative ones. And the, the, the negative ones, 
they haven't been that bad, at least directed to me in email or comments. Um, I've heard that other places on the internet, maybe, I don't know, I haven't gotten involved in it. Kind of like what we say when we when you publish a book and we say, like, you know, don't don't let the bad reviews, like, tear you down. Negative comments also can tear you down, so I am trying to ignore them. <laughs> I'm trying to embrace the good, lovely, supportive people who are saying, you know, bravo for making this change. We appreciate it. Or the people who are saying, I feel included. Thank you. So I'm really trying to make a change personally to focus on the good instead of the bad because the bad sometimes even though there's it's a small amount it can weigh down on you more so I'm trying to get over that so well yeah that with with change um there'll always be uh, some fallout right and there'll be positive and negative fallout so but you know, I think that what you're doing is a good thing and um I think that like you said most people uh understand the reasons and are positive about it I think and I hope some people will will see it over time as well that it's not something that we're trying to, uh, we're not trying to erase people. We're not trying to discriminate against people. We're doing the opposite. We're trying to include everyone. We're doing what we can to be in our little corner of the world to make the world a better place. For me, for this topic, um, I am going personal. You went um, professional. I'm going personal um, because March was a month of uh, big change for me. Um, first of all, I had a, a bit of a health scare, which came, luckily came back um, okay. But that created change and disruption in my life as I was going through it. That's the first one. Then I had a very close family friend die. Um, so that creates change and disruption. I suppose change does create disruption, right? Yeah. And then my dad died. So that's uh, it was, a, it was a, a lot of change in March. And I'm still obviously navigating those changes. So I guess now why you, you can see why I had a lot of stuttery work issues because <laughs> there was a lot of life going on in the background um, so it's understandable like I said in the beginning change is a real constant in life and really like death and taxes change is, is a certainty so you're gonna have to deal with it and what you're gonna have to do Pivot. Pivot. That's right. So <laughs> TV is looking at me really really weirdly then I don't know what does I have to do but yeah I mean you just have to take time um, take time to reflect I suppose when these changes happen um, and if you need to take time away from your schedule from what was on your schedule um, which I had to then do it um, because you know I had to go down to um, to South End where I'm from and, and be with my mum and, and my other siblings again like going away on this on this uh, family holiday it was planned but it just happened to fall two weeks after my dad died so it was kind of nice in a way to be away and to all be together and now we're coming back and doing the funeral. So that's going to be, you know, difficult uh, um, again. But then when when all that is done, then my life has changed forever. So um, it's sad, but um, it's a change that will inevitably happen, right? Everybody, like I said, death is, <laughs> death is pretty certain in life. So for, for things like that, I suppose, I was, I was looking up and uh, looking looking up to see what the what the experts say on the Googles um, and one of them was to count your blessings um, and that is true because at the end of the day uh, I'm healthy and uh, and my family friend and my dad who died were both in their 80s and they both had rich and full lives while it's sad and it's a shock it's not a tra it's not a tragedy you know what I mean it's like um, it was their time and also when I was when I was dealing with my health care I was at the hospital one day and 
there was this woman um, and I felt so sorry for her. She was probably early twenties, and she had a, a little little toddler who was so good. Um, but she was in a she was in a dressing gown. Um, what do you call it? A robe. We've had we've had this on the podcast before. Not, right? not a hospital gown. No, like it. She had her pajamas and dressing gown on from home and slippers. She'd been very ill at home during the early hours of the morning. She's a, um, a single parent with a toddler. She was the ambulance picked her up, and she had was in her pajamas and dressing gown. And she was on the phone, and she was sort of um, trying to say to somebody, they they wanted to keep her in overnight because they thought she either had appendicitis or something else, and she, they weren't sure. So they wanted to keep her in, but nobody in her life could have a toddler. And so she said, "Well, if you keep me in, he's going to have to go into social services for the night." And I was just so desperately I was sitting there waiting for some results but I'm just like I'm so desperately sad for you so you know count your blessings what happened with the toddler I don't know because then I then I had to go and uh, she had to go but she was so sad on the phone so yeah anyway but you know how do you deal with it you, you have to be flexible so I had to be flexible change will always happen um you know I've had change thrown at me all throughout my career personal and professional uh you know i I've changed my website, I've changed my editors, I've changed my cover, de like cover designers, all these things happen all the time. I've changed how I do things, I've changed my newsletter. I've, you have to be flexible and just give yourself time to learn new things, I suppose, because change is scary, like you said, with the changing to I Heart Suffolk, um, because it's the unknown, right? But actually, every time you change something, be it forced on you, or be it something that you actively do, um, you're taking yourself outside your comfort zone, you'll learn things and you'll learn things about yourself and how to react and how to change. So be flexible. But also I would say as well, do something to get back on the horse. For instance, now I haven't done a newsletter since March 25th. Now this is a pretty big thing for me, right? Since I started my newsletter, which is 2015, I've been doing them every two weeks uh, and I haven't missed one, ever. So something big must have happened in my life. <laughs> for me to miss a newsletter. Well, it did. And so I thought, you know what? My readers will understand. They will, they will understand if I take a week, uh, a fortnight off my newsletter. But I am going to do one this week because it's good to get routine back, I suppose. Like, because you can change things and things can happen through, your, through um, your own will or something else coming in. But it's good to get the routine back in place. I think that's going to be the same for me now I'm back from holiday. Uh, and once the funerals are all over, to eat well, get some good sleep, exercise, all, the, all that boring stuff that people say all the time, but it does actually matter. If you're dealing with change, you're brave, actually, and keep going through it and, uh, and then get some routine back in your life to get yourself back on track. Yes, dealing with change is, it is a form of bravery, isn't it? And I would like to say a couple things. Because when I suggested this topic, I, I obviously knew all the background on your stuff, and I wasn't sure if you wanted to deal with it on the podcast. And I think you're very brave for dealing it, dealing with it on the podcast. So I would like to say, I'm glad your health scare turned out okay. Me and too. I'm very sorry about your dad. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was he he had been he had been ill um, for quite some time, so it wasn't a surprise, but it still was a shock. But like I said, he had a good life. He was 88. He had eight children. Yes. And grandchildren. <laughs> and he touched a lot of lives. He and did, he did. So. And, and I was, being the writer in the family, I was the one uh, assigned to write his obituary. So I did. Th that was quite, that was quite nice, actually, to write that. 
Yes, another brave thing to do too, because that's some. It's always hard to put something in writing, especially when it hits so close to home. Yes. Well done, you, for being able to do that. So, um, and just a little housekeeping announcement as well. If you're coming to the South Coast, because I I know I said it in the in the last episode that I was going to be there, but I'm not going to be there now because it's the day after my dad's funeral. So, uh, if you're going to the South Coast Lesvik Hangout, sorry, I'm not going to be there, but there's still going to be plenty of fantastic authors there. So do go and uh, show your support and say hello. That's going to be at the Crawley Horticultural Hall. Crawley Horticultural Society Hall on Saturday, May the 7th. Um, and I'm very sad to miss it, but, um, you know, life happens. I'm sure you'll be missed, but I'm sure everyone there will have a fantastic time. Yes. I can't remember who's going. Lots of people, um, lots of UK-based authors. So um, Wendy Hudson's going to be there. Melissa Therese is going to be there. Claire Hyden-Stevenson is organising it. Um, I think there's about 20, 20 or 25 authors going so um, Jen Matthews is going to be there. They're the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, a fantastic list. And yes, everyone should support it because it's a great, it's a great uh, opportunity. Hopefully, to meet authors and hear authors. Yes, hopefully I can go next year because <laughs> I've still not been. I think it was a bit disrupted through um, through COVID, and I and I think I think I was at another wedding. Uh, my family tend to get married in April and May, and that's normally when it is. So um, they need to do it out of wedding season for me. One of my friends said, really? You want another wedding? Aren't they all married yet? No, I do have 19 nieces and nephews, so it's a lot of weddings. How many are still on the wedding horizon? And wait till the second wedding start happening. <laughs> well, one of them already has. <laughs> uh, how many? How many? Still quite a few, actually. Probably about, probably about seven or eight of them. You should just get like a... A timeshare in Jamaica. <laughs> now you know, I'm going. I'm going for a new one uh, next time. We've done two in Jamaica now. I think it may be Mexico or Cuba. That'd be nice, or a nice Greek island. Yeah, I'd be up for that. All right, all right. Well, start planting the seeds now. <laughs> well, do let us know what you think about change. You know how it's affected your life. Um, how you how you've coped with change, because um, and in in all different aspects of your life, in your writing, in your business, uh, and in your life. Because, like I said, it happens every day. Let us know what you think. Ways to get in touch on the website lesbianswhowrite.com, email lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com, Facebook us, Twitter us at lesbianswhowrite, and Instagram me at clairefic. And do join us next time uh, when we will be discussing something brilliant that we haven't uh, discussed yet because I've only just landed, everyone. So um, give me give me time to um, get my head in the back in the game. Until then, um, have a good week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Music